Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free, included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. Create something that is authentic to you. You better love and be proud of what it is that you're doing. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Get two months of Skillshare for free with unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. We're also supported by Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand creating innovative and high-performing products that are safe and clean. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your purchase at beautycounter.com with promo code DREAMJOB. Also, thanks to FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99 but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code DREAMJOB for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Also, thanks to Everlane. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash dreamjob. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. Hey, guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Well, I have two huge, huge things going on today to share with you. Number one, the guest that we have on today, it couldn't be sweeter. And it just feels so aligned because... My book is coming out tomorrow, and today we have Colby Calais and Jason Reeves on the show. You guys probably know Colby because her music has been playing everywhere, and she's so talented, and the songs are so good, and she's been writing with Jason, who's her co-writer, since the beginning, so they're both here today. And you guys, it's just crazy because who would have thought, you know, like, I came out to LA 16 years ago and I wanted to be like Colby Calais and I wanted to get a record deal. And if you only knew how close I was and then how far, and you know, I got dropped from two labels. And if you saw me in those moments and the tears streaming down my face and it felt so far, like where did I belong and where was my work? And 
people used to ask me, you know, who do you want to be like? And what's your music like? And whose career would you want to emulate? And I would say, Colby Calais. I love Colby. I love her music. I love her vibe. I love her voice. And it's just fascinating. Cut to a decade or more later, my book would be coming out. And it would just so happen that the day before I would have her on my podcast. You know, it's just, we are meant to do the thing that we are meant to do. And sometimes we are kicking down a door and it's not opening and we don't know why. And it feels so mean. It feels so cruel. And somehow we have the courage to keep moving forward. And it's like playing that game of like hot, colder, hotter, warmer, and you just keep walking toward the thing and you're not sure where to go and you don't have a map and you get led to whatever it is that is your job. And I feel like this podcast is such a gift for me. It is the easiest thing. It doesn't feel like work. It is such a joy to speak to you, to connect to you. And it just felt so full circle to have her on the show. And you guys, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation because she and Jason, they just couldn't be more generous, more down to earth. And I felt like I just made two new best friends. It's just such a gift. So they are here today and I cannot wait for you to hear Colby's story and how the two of them started working together and what they're up to now because talk about perseverance and talk about synchronicity and magic and what's possible. You are going to love this conversation. Um, and my book does come out tomorrow. So if you guys happen to be in Los Angeles, those of you who are, I'm going to go to the Grove tomorrow to the Barnes and Noble at the Grove at noon Pacific Standard Time. And for the first time in history, I'm going to walk into a store and I'm going to buy a copy of my book. And if you're there, I will be there to give you a hug. I will be there to sign your book. I will be there to take a selfie with you. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for buying my book. Thank you for all the DMs. Thank you for all the emails. Um, you have no idea what it means to me, you know, really and truly. I always tell you that the number one thing we all want is to feel seen. And you make me feel seen. And I hope that you feel that way every time you listen to this show. I hope that you know there's room for you. And you guys, I reread the book cover to cover this weekend. I was like, I want to just reread it. Like, what did I say? And did I get it all in there? And I really do think this book is going to speak right to your heart. And I hope that you buy this book for someone you love because every single person deserves to feel that they matter. Every person deserves to feel that their gifts are being expressed and that they're feeling that they're contributing and they're expressing themselves and they're living life on their terms. So I hope that you do buy a copy of this book. And if you are not in LA at the Barnes and Noble at the Grove tomorrow, if you are anywhere else, then go to a bookstore, take a picture of yourself and post it on Instagram and tag me. We are going to put anybody who does that tomorrow into a raffle and we will send you a gift card of $200 so that you can go and buy your own book or buy whatever it is that you want and treat yourself and just a way of saying thank you. So let's create a little frenzy in my Insta stories. I will repost all the stories of you guys going and taking a photo of yourself buying the book, just remember to tag me. Okay, so I'm just so excited. As I said, we have the incredibly talented, phenomenal Colby Calais and Jason Reeves here today. 
Colby is a Grammy Award-winning, multi-platinum-selling singer-songwriter who has sold over 20 million singles worldwide. And Jason has been her awesome co-writer since day one. He's also written with amazing people like Demi Lovato and Cara DiGuardi and many others. You guys probably know their song, Bubbly. It was on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number two on the Pop 100. It's just one of those songs. And I have to say it holds a big place in my heart because when I met my husband... And we were just getting to know each other. And I was falling in love the way I've never been in love before. That was on the radio. And that was the song. And every time I hear it, I remember those first moments of really the two of us connecting and knowing that this was going to be it forever. So I love that song so much. And I love all their other songs like Try. Oh my God, Try is such a good song. We're going to talk about that a lot today too. Together, Jason and Colby have created one smash hit after another. So many albums debuted on the U.S. Billboard charts, and now they've actually joined together with Colby's fiancé, Justin, and Jason's wife, and they've created a whole new band called Gone West. We're going to talk all about what led them here and all about where they're headed. It was such an honor, such a joy to have them here. They are so honest, so genuine, so down-to-earth. No egos, you guys, just cool human beings. It's so obvious to me they're doing what they were meant to do, and it's just so cool that they're here today. Without further ado, please welcome Colby Calais and Jason Reeves. Welcome, Colby Calais and Jason Reeves. What a gift that you made the time. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be on this podcast. I can't even get it but it's surreal it's like literally you're handing me a dream to talk to the two of you for those of you who who have been listening to Colby Calais and you know that Jason Reeves has helped her write so much of the music that you love um, it's easy to look at it and just say god everyone loves them they're selling out stadiums (laughs) and you don't really know maybe like what the road looked like so I'm going to ask both of you different questions but Colby let's start with you tell us how this came to be Well, so for me, I started singing like when I was a kid, but I would do like, you know, musical theater. We'd go like there was like Christmas shows at Pepperdine University and we would do that kind of stuff. But I was always too nervous to audition for any of the lead parts. So I just, you know, got my start singing with the background chorus stuff. And then I would do a couple school talent shows and my parents always knew I wanted to sing. So they told me I should take vocal lessons. And so I took vocal lessons during my teens and didn't pick up the guitar till I was 19. I wrote my first song. Then, you know, I think it was like six months later that Jason moved to California. And that's when we started writing all of these songs for fun. And those demos ended up literally being my album Coco, all because my friend from high school put those songs up on MySpace. You know, Jason and I, we we didn't have social media. That's literally how it got started. It, It all just kind of fell into place. I started having people listen to those songs from all over the world. I got to be the number one unsigned artist. And then right after that got signed by Universal Republic. So it was like a little over a year span of time before everything just kind of blew up. And I went on tour that next summer. It happened so fast. And uh, I will say that it's still my favorite album that I've ever created because we didn't know we were doing it. There wasn't stress or pressure involved. It was just two teenagers writing songs in Southern California at Sunshine and recording the songs for fun. It is one of the most awesome stories I have ever heard. And for those people who don't know, you tried to get on American Idol and you got rejected. Is that true? 
Yeah, what's funny is um, actually I auditioned for like, it was the second year and I sang His Eyes on the Sparrow. We were just outside like in like the lineup of, you know, 10,000 people, whatever. And they said no within 10 seconds. And then it was the next year and it was right after I had written the, the verse and chorus of Bubbly. It was just like the song was incomplete. And I went and auditioned at American Idol for the second time with that song. And again, 10 seconds in, they said, thank you, next. But I oh think that it's God. really funny that... Yeah, well, I mean, I I wasn't ready. I wasn't right for that kind of show. So it was just the way that it was, you know, meant to be. It's truly like the example of you need to keep going when you know that you're meant to do something like you need to stay the course because here you are singing the song that becomes like the number one single. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not feeling it. And you're like, cool, cool. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep on with this. So Jason... You come to California, and how do you meet this girl? So I was living in <laughs> Iowa, and I was recording music at this guy's house way out in the country. And I was printing CDs, and I put them up on cdbaby.com. And this lady in New York heard one of my CDs from there, and she was friends and colleagues with Colby's dad, and her name was Anna. And so I had gone to New York to go to some music conference thing and I got to meet Onyx. So I'm sitting in this office with her and she played me a recording that Colby had made with Michael Blue, who we ended up recording her first record with. And it was so beautiful. I loved her voice immediately. And Anna decided to call Colby right then and put us on the phone. We were so shy and awkward. Imagine like we, the two biggest introverts possible having <laughs> to have our first phone call together, not knowing each other. <laughs> oh my God. It was so weird. We're like, um, hi, I just heard your music. Um, it's really cool. Anyway, so that was it. And, and I think we talked on the phone like another couple times. And then I ended up going out to California to record with Michael. But at the end of our first session, I had no friends. So Michael was like, hey, I can call Colby and see if she'll come pick you up from the studio. Oh and I was like, um, you know, I'm very scared of girls in general. Um, yeah, 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 right. And so she did, though. She somehow came and picked me up. And that night we went back to her parents' house and we wrote a song that first night. Oh, my God. And all the songs that you know of ours that are out there, those are like the first and only songs we wrote the moment we met. It's just so odd and so magical. And, you know, there seems to be outside influence on Earth from somewhere in the universe. 100%. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but yeah. like as the years go by, it just seems so obvious that we don't really have control yeah. of of like yeah. creative things like music so anyway that's yeah. the the story of how we met it's just crazy oh my god it's so beautiful and it is so divine providence a hundred percent and i have to say i think that human beings like are so much smarter than we assume and i think that words that are from the heart speak right to the heart and i think that it is no mistake that the two of you have become as successful as you are and we're such an incredible fit because you are so genuine and it was so not about glitz and glamour and, and limos. It was about two kids sitting with their feet in the sand mm -hmm. who just mm -hmm. wanted to like say these things that felt true. 
everyone's trying so hard to be this like larger than life. Like it's like a character. Like they become like a, it's like creating a Mickey Mouse doll. It's like, it's a whole thing. And for you, it's just like, yeah, hey, um, I'm just that girl that uh, lives over there, you know, and, and these yeah. are the things that I feel. You know, it's interesting because it's so easy for that to happen. And that happens to all of us, you know, you know, even for me, records after Coco. And I just can't imagine like, Jason and I, we didn't have the intention of like, let's write these songs and play them to a record label and let's, let's make this production, you know, what radio friendly. There was none of that thought. Luckily at the time that we were truly just like these kids that were creating songs and, and we had this, you know, amazing producer that was enthralled with our, you know, our young talent and let us do what we did and, and added his incredible talent on top of that with us. And if we would have had a label or anyone, even management or anything involved at that time, it it for sure would have changed the outcome of the music that we created. And we were lucky to have that just freedom at that time. Oh my gosh. I'm loving this. Before we go on, let's just thank our sponsors. One reason I love this season is because of pumpkin spice lattes, but also because the 2019 FabFitFun Winter Box is now on presale. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products and straight to your doorstep each season. Each box is customized to your specific interests. You get the seasonal must-haves you need. The Winter Box is the perfect way to treat yourself or others and get yourself ready for the holiday season with our carefully curated box of products. This box has everything you need for your best winter yet. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. Save money on quality full-size products today. These deals don't last long. I've gotten so many cool products from their past boxes, like a Kate Spade lunch tote and this super cool body souffle that I use all the time because it makes my skin feel so soft and moisturized. And I love getting these kinds of boxes delivered to my door. It makes me feel like it's my birthday all year long. FabFitFun members also get access to members-only flash sales, plus access to on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV. It's an awesome community you definitely want to be a part of. Use coupon code DREAMJOB for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's coupon code DREAMJOB for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Would you buy a $50 t-shirt if you knew it only cost $7 to make? I'm betting your answer is a hard no. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. It's pretty cool because they share their real cost and are radically transparent about every step in their process, like their materials and ethical factories they work with. Because Everlane sells directly to you, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. No matter your style or preference, Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. Essentials like their Cotton Crew t-shirt are versatile, simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. My favorites have to be their premium Japanese denim pants, a parka that's made from recycled water bottles, how cool is that, and a super soft sweater that's 100% grade A cashmere. I'm so excited for the weather to get cooler so I can wear these more often. Right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash dreamjob. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash dreamjob. everlane.com slash dreamjob. As you look back, I mean, you guys wrote song after song after song, and it is not normal how many songs you've written that have been so beloved, like broken every record. How on earth do you think that you keep doing it over and over and over again? Like, what do you think it is that makes the songs speak to people the way they do? Well, I know for me, working with Jason since the beginning, like maybe it's just like 
we were the first co-writes that we ever had. So we have that comfort with each other. Maybe yeah. it's truly just, we have this, you know, musical connection that allows us to be creative and bounce ideas off each other. You know, we've both written with so many people over the past 12 years. And, oh my God. I, can't um, imagine. I, I always love that. Like on every album, I would still be able to write with Jason and we'd still come up with these beautiful songs that we love. And, and luckily a lot of them became hit songs or, you know, that at least did something, had some success to them. And so I do feel like there's that comfort level and, and truly just maybe a wavelength that we're on the same page with each other in, yeah. in these creative ideas. What yeah. about you, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with that, but I think the main thing is just honesty and sometimes people are either afraid of being truly honest or they're trying to put something on that isn't authentic to them. And I think mm -hmm. the secret for us when we write is that we never try to fake anything. And yeah. we really just try to be honest with ourselves. And as long as, as you do that, then the art is pure. And I think more than like, quality or anything else I think what resonates with listeners when you're talking about music is honesty and purity it just seems like you you don't really need anything else than that yeah I love that you just said that and it makes so much sense that you get that because it's so obvious in the work you do and I heard someone recently talking about like what makes things go viral why why this podcast why this book why this song and the answer was that what they find in the data is that the things that speak to people it's not how famous someone is it's not how pretty someone is it's how much the thing that the person says reflects what the person listening feels and mm -hmm. you guys do that better than anyone and the world said, oh, thank God, someone else is just like, just a person, just like me. And it makes me <laughs> feel like seen, right? And let's talk about a, a song yeah. that talks about that exact thing, which is Try. And this show, we deal with that lesson all the time. Like, you are enough, you know? Like, that is your superpower, your vulnerability. Let's talk about that song and how you even came up with the idea to write it. Well, yeah, it's... For me, something I've always struggled with since I was a kid, um, and I know, you know, we all think that we're the only ones in the world that are insecure or uncomfortable in our skin or, or have things that we want to change, and yet we're all hiding things from each other. And the fact that I, like, dealt with that for most of my life and then being in, you know, the entertainment industry where it all gets heightened, um, I was just feeling very vulnerable, and I always felt like I was either being judged or you know, some of my team would want me to be someone that I wasn't. And a lot of times I would start thinking that I needed to be someone I wasn't as well, because that's kind of just what happens when you have those negative thoughts. And then some people around you, you know, encourage those. And again, it's, it's a normal thing. We all do it. But I was sitting with Jason and Kenny and Tony and these, you know, three gentlemen. And that's really <laughs> how it started. We didn't, we didn't go into that knowing we were going to write a song about that. It was truly kind of like a therapy session of like, what's going on? And, and I think I was just venting about what I was feeling. And then these lovely guys wanted to take the song in that direction. Oh my God. That's such a cool story. Yeah. Jason, you can add whatever you want. <laughs> well, I just think that out of all the songs we wrote, this one 
is probably the most important for me just because of how brave Colby was to do that in that moment. And basically, the entertainment business is extremely cruel to women. And it's so unfair how they're treated. You know, it just breaks my heart constantly to see it. It it still hasn't gone away at all. And in my opinion, with this song, Colby was not only, you know, taking a personal stance about all that stuff she said, but she was, you know, getting pressured by the entertainment business to do things that she didn't want to do. It just showed a lot of courage. And, you know, we were working with, I know she said Kenny, but just to clarify, she means babyface, Kenny Edmonds. (laughs) (laughs) And he is absolutely one of my idols but my favorite part about this the whole song is beyond the song is her making the video oh yeah it's amazing like i haven't done fact checking on this but i think it might be the only time in history where somebody has made a music video where they literally have no makeup on and that's back to her being brave and her having the courage to do this it's so good and and people really need to hear it. You know, I think that everyone who's listening has something beautiful to share with the world. You know, God doesn't make extras. Every person is needed and I think the the greatest crime in the world is that people don't think they're enough. So why would they bother why would they bother to even put it in the world whether it's their art or the fact that they are a good listener or the fact that they're going to teach yoga they second guess themselves because they they've been conditioned to believe that they have to be prettier they have to be taller they have to be richer they have to be all the things that they're not and they don't feel like they're enough and you're right that was incredibly brave and so unheard of that you did a music video and I will never forget it and didn't wear makeup. And the whole video is all these different people looking the way they actually do. Um, you know, just, just being themselves and how beautiful that you used your talent, that you used your time, that you used your platform to be a mirror to other people who needed that message. Like, like an elixir, like the healing ointment on their soul. Um, I I don't think you probably even know the ripple effects of how that has deeply healed people, truly. Well, thank you both for everything you just said. It means a lot to me. And I, I feel I'm so glad, again, like we make music and a lot of times it helps people through heartbreak or a divorce or just a loss of, you know, a family member. Um, and then, you know, there's other songs like that. I was so glad that we could, we could help people just with them themselves. And again, just male or female, whatever age we are. And the fact that like, I got to be in that room with those guys and, and express that it could have yeah. ended there, but yeah. they wanted to take the song to spread yeah. a, a positive message. Which is amazing because it really, what we're talking about, it keeps going back to empathy and you had the empathy for yourself to even like, let go of shame and and say what was really true for you, which led to the empathy that all the people who listened to it heard. And from there, God do amazing things happen. So one question is like, how the heck did you guys deal with how quickly you became massive celebrities? Like that must've been intense. Like, how did you deal with that? The two of you? 
man, it was hard. I got to be honest. I was not, uh, I wasn't prepared. I, I truly didn't have the desire to be an artist, which is funny because <laughs> I actively, I actively got myself there, but really it was truly because I always loved singing, but I then loved writing songs and Jason and I just wrote all these songs together that we loved and being in the studio recording is so much fun. It's still my all time favorite place to be is getting in there, getting to be creative. And then with, with that comes everything else, which is touring and TV shows and interviews. And I was like a 20 year old that had stage fright that, had, you know, an introvert, oh uh, you couldn't get me to answer any questions in an interview. I remember my publicist and my, all my team always just being like, so embarrassed because I would just give like one word answers or not I just didn't know and I had no experience or you know interest and so I had to instantly get a stage coach uh, to help me learn how to perform I had to get a media trainer to help me with all of my interviews I had to have some like form of therapy out on the road of where for my stage fright and why I was unable to you know it was pretty crazy because I was so lucky and also I was so excited for everything that was going on, but I did not know how to handle any of it. And um, I really had to learn as I went. And you'll, you'll see on, you know, shows like TV performances or interviews, the, how I started out and I would, you know, I would mess up lines or I would, you know, TV performances. I wouldn't even know how to sing. I'd be crying like literally like 30 seconds before they're counting me in to, you know, do the show. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there was all that I had to deal with. And then with that, I learned so much. And I now after 12 years, I love performing and um, my stage fright's not gone, but I, I truly look forward to it. And now, you know, being in this band and getting to share it with my friends and significant other, and we've created all this together. And I feel like all the hard work that, you know, I've, mm. I've forced myself to go through. And again, I was lucky to even have those things that I had to work through, but I feel like it was all worth it. And I, I learned so much from that. That must've been so terrifying. If you're saying that you had stage fright, like, I don't know how you push through and let that curtain open. Like, were you feeling like, Oh my God, I'm feeling so hard on myself. Like, what if I mess up? What was, what was the feeling? And then how the heck did you do it anyway? Yeah. Well, I will say that I think a majority of the reason I kept going is because I had a lot of people on my team that got me to where I was and I did not want to let anyone mm. down. I mean, everyone I wrote songs with, the producers, the my label, my my incredible manager who's still our manager today, like all these people that helped propel me to that and I couldn't just, you know, give up and let them down just because I was scared. So I think that was what made me keep doing it. And then I will say I don't even think it was till after try that I had the realization of, oh my gosh, when you mess up on stage, it actually is better. The audience loves it. And not only just when you mess up, but when you acknowledge that you mess up, if you try to hide that you messed up, it makes it worse for you and the audience gets uncomfortable. But it was the thing that I, I feel like once I started saying like, Hey, by the way, I'm an introvert and I have stage fright and Oh shit. I, just forgot those lyrics or whatever right, right. and everyone would laugh and then I would like all of a sudden my guard would come down and I would feel even more willing to stay up on stage longer and be vulnerable that's amazing it's a great lesson Jason what about for you like here you are coming out from Iowa next thing you know you're playing the biggest <clears throat> arenas how did you do all that <laughs> well for me I didn't have like the same kind of stage fright luckily but I think 
the reason why that was is when I was growing up, the high school I went to had one of the best music programs in the nation. Wow. And like we won three Grammys while I was in high school. What? That's so crazy. So the reason why we were so good wasn't just because we were all great singers or whatever. It was absolutely because of the teachers that we had. They were so good at what they did. Like by the time I met Colby, I had already gotten to like sing at every cathedral in Europe. So I was just kind of used to it. And I always felt bad for Colby because, you know, I couldn't really necessarily help her because that's such a personal thing. Seriously, like I just got brought to tears because I was thinking about how sometimes you look at famous people and and people just think, oh, they're so lucky and it's so easy to tear them apart. And I was thinking how your answer, Colby, before, like how you pushed through, how scared you were because you didn't want to let people down. And it's sort of like that is giving up your life for other people. It's so generous because it's so easy to look at you or anyone and just be like, oh, well, good for you. And meanwhile, I've thought that thought before. Like I remember seeing... James Taylor at the Hollywood Bowl. I've seen him a few times. And I remember sitting there thinking, this man has literally sacrificed his entire life to basically be a minister and go around the world so that all these people's hearts can be opened. It's not all about like, oh yeah, look at me. It's like, I'm giving my life up for you. Like that's on a whole nother level with you because you were literally terrified. That is so hard. Well, man, you just made me cry. Guys, you're so sweet. Um, I've learned a lot from this uh, conversation with you guys today. (laughs) I mean, I have my own stuff. Like my stuff shows up more like in my marriage or whatever. My parents got divorced. So I get really scared. Like, is he going to leave? Is this going to be okay? Can I trust? Like, that's my stuff. But I remember my therapist saying to me, don't beat yourself up. She's like, for some people I see touching a doorknob is the scariest thing in the world for people who have OCD or whatever. And she's like, and for you to trust him and to be vulnerable and to need him is so scary. And I'm thinking for someone who would be an introvert to be asked, like, go speak to eight people. It's like, oh, it's already uncomfortable. But like, hey, Colby, how about you spend the next 12 years on stage in front of millions of human beings and then every single hour in between, how about you talk about yourself and do interviews? And it's like, (laughs) Um, well, it was right. my choice for going into, the, into this career, but uh, you're amazing. It is yeah, got to navigate it. The two of you, I mean, if I had to come up with a word, it's just so generous. Like this conversation is so epic because it leads you back. If we took out a highlighter, the words that have been used the most is like vulnerability, generosity, and empathy for your fan, your friends, your fans. <laughs> it's no wonder then. Okay, I have a few more things to ask you, but first, a quick ad break. Maybe you don't know exactly what you were put here to do, but one thing is for sure, you're here to learn and grow in this journey. And that's where Skillshare comes in. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. Whether you're figuring out your next side project, pursuing a longtime passion, or picking up a new skill for your career, Skillshare has classes for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer of two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. I'm a huge fan of their creative classes. There's watercolor painting and iPhone photography, but I'm 
also really interested in their classes that are geared towards entrepreneurship and growing my business. Lately, I've been working on building my team, so it's been really helpful to learn some leadership and management tips that keep us functioning as this well-oiled machine. There's so many other topics to choose from, illustration, hand lettering, email marketing, branding, you name it, they've got it. And right now you can get two months of unlimited access to their thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's the number two. Again, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. We're so concerned with eating clean and tidying up our homes with safer cleaning products. So why do you put on makeup and skincare products that contain questionable ingredients? That's why I use Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that's advocating for stronger ingredient regulations and health protective laws when it comes to our daily personal care products. They're the leading clean beauty brand with innovative, safer, cleaner, and high-performing products like moisturizers, makeup, cleansers, sunscreen, and more. They make products for the whole family, so they have a rigorous ingredient selection process. Over 1,500 questionable ingredients are on their never list, which means they're never used in Beauty Counter's formulations. They're here to get safer products into the hands of everyone because beauty should and can be good for you. My favorite is their Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. It's become an essential part of my morning routine. It helps me feel refreshed, more awake, and really ready to take on the day. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your purchase at beautycounter.com with promo code DREAMJOB. That's 10% off your entire order at beautycounter.com, but only if you use promo code DREAMJOB. beautycounter.com, promo code DREAMJOB, restrictions apply. So let's talk about this new frontier. (laughs) So let's talk about Gone West and... Why all of a sudden you decided to do something new? Well, um, you know, we've continued working together over all these years. And Jason and I, we both met my fiance, Justin, within the same year that Jason and I met and started writing Coco together. And then Justin joined my band in 2007. So I've been able to be touring with Justin since the very beginning. And, you know, we've been together now for 10 years. And through that whole process, Jason met Nelly in 2009. Um, He went to Nashville to start writing. Um, you know, cause he, he was writing in LA for other people, but then he wanted to dive into the, the Nashville, um, element of it. And I think it was right. Jason, your first co-write was, uh, with Nelly in the Jane Deere girls. Um, yeah. so that's where they met and he instantly had a crush on her and they <laughs> kept writing together and hanging out. And what, how long did it take you guys before you started dating? Like a year? It was like two years or possibly even more. We were friends and collaborators for a long time before we started dating. Oh, so special. Yeah, and, and so, you know, once they got together and, you know, we we met in LA for the first time, we were in New York and we we got to all then be a part of this group together and Jason would come to Hawaii and we'd write songs and me, Justin and Jason would write. And, um, you know, in all these formations, we've all been working together. And then I think it was seven years ago when we did, uh, we all recorded my album, the Malibu sessions and all four of us, plus our producer and other people moved into this beach house and recorded this album. Uh, not oh, to mention, how cool. We, That's so know, amazing. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we wrote all those songs before that. Then we recorded them for two months and then, we had to put it on hold for a bit, but we ended up touring the album and we just wanted to do that full album from start to finish. And it was called the Malibu Sessions Tour. And mm-hmm. so I wanted the people that I made the album with to to be up on stage, you know, reenacting the whole thing with me, basically. So yeah. um, it was it was Nelly, Justin, Jason, me, and it was acoustic. And we had all these harmonies and we had such a fun time. And we kept joking on the tour, like, this is so much fun. We should start a band together. And uh 
Justin and I had just recently moved to Nashville. So when we all got back after that tour, Nellie was like, Hey, I know we were kind of joking about something, but should we just try it? Like put a session on the books and see what we come up with. And we were all stoked on it. We had the writing session with our friend, Jimmy, and we wrote our first song, which is actually going to be on our album. And it is still one of our favorite songs on the record. And it, it just kept going from there because we loved what we created together. And we, we know we love hanging out together as friends. And again, we've all, our foundation individually is, is friends and working together. So that's all we've known there. So, but cool. so tell us more, Jason, like when is all this, like you're leading up to the next album and all the cool stuff and tell us like, tell us more about Gone West and <clears throat> what you're excited about. Okay. So this kind of goes back to, like the idea of stage fright or like the loneliness of being a solo artist. And I think this band was kind of like a way to help solve that problem because it is really lonely being a solo artist. Yeah. And I've, you know, Colby and I both say that we always wanted to be in a band because it's just so much more fun and you have that, you know, you have that sense of team and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's just really nice to be in this in this band now and the feeling that I have as a member of it while we're playing live is so crazy just it feels like we become one voice essentially Mm. and there's really no way to describe it beyond that it just feels extremely magical to me but right now like we've been promoting our single all year it's been one of the craziest years of my whole life like just constant traveling and flying and performing and it's been really hard but very rewarding and and fun the craziest part about that is that when Colby and I were working together in the beginning we finished her her whole album before any labels even came into the picture or anything and that was a really big blessing because we got to do all the creative stuff before any of the craziness started because to be honest, it can be really distracting and it's just, it's exhausting. And that being said, we've been having to make this album while doing all of this crazy promo for our, for our single and for our band. And we're really close to finishing it. We have one song that we're about halfway done recording. And once that song um, is done, then our album is done, which is so exciting to say. It's been a really long process from when we started writing it two years ago, you know, to finally be finishing it now. But just the fact that we were able to, to do that in the middle of all this stress and, you know, although it's extremely fun being in a band, you have to learn how to do that because we were all so used to doing things on our own. And it's just been like a huge learning process. And I think, you know, when it's all over, we're all going to realize how worth it it is um, that we've gone through this experience together. And I know that from my own perspective, I'm really proud of the music we made and I can't wait for people to hear the rest of our album. So cool. When does the album actually come out? Do you have an idea? Early next year it comes out. Uh, we have an EP out already with four songs on it and then we have a, a single that we released. So we have five songs total that 
people can hear and then they'll get like seven more come early next year. Amazing. So we'll definitely link to all of that stuff. And one question I have for you as we're sort of wrapping up, you know, talk about success. I mean, on every level, you guys are successful. It's not just you're successful in business. Like you've checked every box that people don't even dream to check, but even as human beings, you're successful, right? So when you're looking at what success looks like, if you were giving somebody who's aspiring to do meaningful work that the world, you know, values, what comes up for you? What advice would you give? How do you look back on that and say, you know, here's what I think allows me to stick in it. Here's what I think makes a person successful. Yeah, that's a really great question. I think that there's two major things for sure. Um, One is create something that is like Jason was saying earlier, that's authentic to you because not only will people believe it more and then want to be supporting you and and love that art that you're doing, but you'll, you're going to have to, if it's music, you're going to have to be singing that song and playing those shows for so many years to come. So you better love and be proud of what it is that you're doing. And, and a lot of people can influence you along the way. And it's really important if, if you can know who you are, what you want to represent. And it's also knowing the balance of when you're supposed to take advice from people and grow and expand, you know, and then there's sometimes when you just need to say no, and you, you have to know the difference of, of what is right for you and your art. And then the other factor of it is preparing yourself in every way, because it's not just music. You have to know the business side of it. And like I said, you have to prepare in all the other ways, like with vocal lessons and practicing how you work on stage and perform and then interviews. And then um, there's all these different elements. And then knowing the team that you're going to pick, like your band, your manager, your attorney, your label, all of these people get it done together. If one person was missing, you know, something, something would go wrong. So it's really important to know the strengths of what those people should have and that you really enjoy the people that you're working with. Mm, So good. So beautiful. (laughs) What do you you think? So um, I will agree with all of that. I will reemphasize being honest because if you don't, then you're going to get sick of lying over and over again. But beyond that, I think something that you said earlier that really hit me was, you know, you you referenced James Taylor, and he's, he's one of the reasons why I do this. I remember when I was in high school, I saw, this was back when VH1 and MTV actually played music. I was watching one of those channels, and James Taylor came up on stage and it was just him playing fire and rain acoustic by himself. Mm. And it was just so crazy seeing somebody do that and you could tell how much he meant it. And so that's really one of the reasons why I started writing songs. But back to the point that you made about how him sacrificing his entire life to basically travel around and preach to people you know, through music or the sacrifice that it takes to do this, you, you actually have to give up so many things that, you know, are comfortable and easy. And you have to be prepared to make that sacrifice. Like you kind of have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And like that goes from being on stage to being on camera to talking to strangers and even just the travel, like traveling this much is extremely uncomfortable. And 
think and even everything... writing songs yeah I mean being vulnerable with other people is is a lot of the time uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. so you know those are the things everything Colby said and and there's more but those two are you know good examples yep I think that that's so true and and what it comes back to again is I think that we are all built to serve and it's amazing to me because it's so easy to be like this one got lucky that one got lucky and it's like when you really look look underneath especially with the two of you it is so much about service Mm -hmm. and the degree to which you're willing to serve the world on every level that's why it works so well that's why this new band will be just as successful because there's such kindness and and realness going on but it's so important for people to hear that yeah absolutely so good you guys so tell us where we can find you where we can find the new ep the album that's coming out tell us where we can come follow and support you uh well we have a a website which you can get directed towards you know everything from that it's probably the easiest and it's gonewestmusic.com and that has all the places that you can listen to our music um, watch our music video check out tour dates check out all of our social media websites you know all that kind of stuff amazing wow um can i take a moment to say something before the reel runs out of tape yeah can i just say um how grateful i am for you um it's really crazy how powerful what you have said in this interview has been like i actually don't think i can continue to to speak on this point it moved me so much and i just i'm really grateful for you no it's true i mean you're an incredible woman but also like you're the art of how you interview you were so warm and had brilliant questions and your interest and your enthusiasm and your heart warming tears every every word you said um you're really incredible at what you do and that was a fulfilling hour of my day and I know for Jason as well so thank you for what you do thank you so much you're amazing. You know, it's just to meet two people who are just as good as you and that you just did all that for me you just so didn't have to may this band just continue to be blessed may everything you do just feel so fun and good and all the good you've done it just should keep coming back <clears throat> and you guys should just keep having the best time well thank you thank, Kathy. thank you so much i would like to say that it would be wonderful if we could do this again and if we could have um our other members and sure. our, our our other lovers on on with you because just so that they can meet you and, and uh, talk to you you're too. the sweetest well i'm Let's happy to it. have the other two on we'll uh, stay in touch with you and hang when we're in la oh my god it's like i won i won the price is right i get all the rewards <laughs> uh that's the best thing ever all right love you guys thank you thank you we love you too sweetie thank you all we right. love you back you're amazing ah <laughs> uh, So good. I still can't believe what a gift. Just what a gift. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, the universe has a way of connecting us to the people who bring out the best in us. Trust it. Number two, messing up is so much better than being perfect. Your audience loves you for being human and admitting it. Number three, create something that's authentic to you. Be honest because you will get sick of lying. Number four, be proud and love what you're doing. Number five, sometimes it's okay to say no. Number six, prepare yourself in every possible way. Number seven, you don't have to do this alone. 
have a team, enjoy the people you're working with. And number eight, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's so worth it when you're serving the world. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for all of it. I feel your love and I'm sending it right back. So the book is here as of tomorrow. So if you haven't bought it yet, go on over to Amazon, barnesandnoble.com or walk into your local bookstore and buy a copy of the book. Remember, if you're in LA, stop by Barnes and Noble at the Grove tomorrow, noon Pacific Standard Time. I will sign a copy of your book. I'll give you a hug. We'll take a selfie. And if you're anywhere else in the world, go buy a copy of the book, take a picture of yourself with it, tag yourself in Instagram, and we will enter you into a giveaway to win $200 to your favorite bookstore so you can buy whatever you want. And you guys, it would mean the world to me starting tomorrow if you went over to Amazon and leave a review for my book. If you do, go ahead and email this review to hello at don't keep your day job. Email us a screenshot of your review and write the subject line, Amazon review. You'll be entered into a raffle for a giveaway and we'll pick two of you to get a $100 gift card to Amazon. So keep that in mind. If you like this episode, please make sure that you subscribe. We have so many other good episodes coming. Brian Grazer is coming up and Barbara Corcoran and so many other cool people. So make sure you subscribe, leave us a review. Also, if you like this episode, if you have any friends who are Colby fans or just in general, if you feel like this podcast is making a difference for you, share this episode with somebody and let them know that the book is here and that they can buy the book. You guys are the best. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.